4: This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on v the Sports Betting Network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, Scott Seidenberg here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network. The Lions won a football game. Let's just do the entire show on the Detroit Lions and whether or not they're going to keep winning and start this massive streak. I mean I'm half joking. But yes, the Lions did win a football game part of what was a very exciting for some week 13 Sunday slate in the NFL. And what we saw at least in the early window was margin of victory. There were no close games. The Bucks easily handled the Falcons. The Cardinals easily handled the Bears chargers Bengals was back and forth for a little bit it wound up being a double-digit game the lions and vikings yes that was the close one and the lions did come away with the victory jared goff was masterful at the end so despite his best efforts to give the game away right as Goff was you know uh there was one point he dropped back and then he didn't you know eluded the pass rush stepped up in the pocket Then wound up fumbling. (laughs) It was just a disaster. And you thought that, okay, after the Vikings score, this is just how it's going to go down for the Lions. As they miss an opportunity, they blow a lead, they're going to lose another football game. But Goff at the end really was able to drive them down the field, connect with Amon Ross St. Brown, they get the game-winning touchdown, which was very odd that they didn't make them take a knee on the extra point. Because I believe the rule is that, yes, I understand that if there's a play, like an overtime, you don't attempt the, the the extra point, right? But at the end of regulation, I believe you still have to attempt the extra point unless it doesn't, like it has no chance of mattering. But in a two-point game, it actually does have a chance of mattering because – the vikings could have blocked it and then returned it for a two-point conversion. Now the lions would never kick it. What they would do is they would line up for a fake a two-point conversion, you know, by name only, and they would just take a knee. Uh but I guess with all the celebrating they just didn't do it. Um so the lions did get that first victory and then the dolphins easily over the giants, eagles easy over the jets, colts easy over the texans. So the the, the early slate of this week 13 NFL Sunday was rather boring, except for that Lions game. And then the afternoon slate was a little more competitive. Maybe not the Rams game over the Jaguars, but Washington and the Raiders were up for grabs. And then the Ravens Steelers proved to be, you know, the best finish of the day, not, not, not the Lions, except for the Lions. And then the Seahawks beating the 49ers. And then ultimately on Sunday night, wasn't really much going on. Chiefs get a victory. Chiefs do cover. The Broncos were a trendy dog, but the Chiefs did handle their business. So, after this week 13 Sunday, let's take a look at where we stand. The Ravens are still in first place in the AFC North. The Bengals losing keeps them in first place. Had the Bengals won, both teams would be eight and four, but the Bengals are seven and five. But thanks to the Ravens losing, they're not out of it. And with the Steelers beating the Ravens, Pittsburgh is in the mix as well. They're not out of this division. And so if you're trying to see who's a good prop for that, who's a good future bet for that division, well, the Ravens. Minus 150. Bengals, they were plus 200. Now they're plus 225. The Browns are plus 650. The Steelers are plus 1400. And amidst reports that this is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's final season, they go out there and they beat the Ravens. They're 6-5-1. And I said it after they tied the Lions that I would not be shocked if that tie comes into play in a playoff scenario. And it very well could. They got five games left. Vikings, Titans, Chiefs, Browns, Ravens. That's a brutal schedule. And I'm not saying that they're going to get this thing, that they're going to get it done. But they kind of are in control of this thing. Almost. Like, let's say the Steelers win out. We're talking 11-5-1. Another win over Baltimore would give Baltimore a fifth loss. And can the Ravens pick up a sixth loss? Well, Ravens are playing the Packers. Ravens are playing the Rams. They still got the Bengals and the Browns on their schedule. Again, we can't assume anybody's going to win out. I'm just talking mathematically here what's possible. And, frankly, the Steelers are not out of this thing. And that tie could be the reason why they make the playoffs. Now, this is just a division race. Still in the wild card race, they are right behind the Bengals. <clears throat> They're 6-5-1. and one. Bengals are 7-5, and five, currently holding the 7th seed. So the Steelers could, like I said, that luxury of that tie could be the reason why they wind up making the postseason. In the uh South, Titans are eight and four, Colts are seven and six. Colts are still in the mix for a playoff spot. They're right there behind the Pittsburgh Steelers in the wildcard race. The Chiefs are eight and four, but the Chargers are not out of this because of the Chargers win. They're now seven and five. The odds to win the AFC West Chiefs minus two hundred. Chargers plus 190. That was a big win by the Chargers. That was a game they were underdogs in. Coming off a bad loss to the Broncos. For them to bounce back and beat the Bengals was huge. They have an easy game against the Giants. And I know there's no such thing as an easy game in the NFL. But the Giants look terrible. Just absolutely terrible. In fact, the back page of one of the New York newspapers for tomorrow says nothing to see here. And it says underneath it that, yes, they have full coverage of the Jets and the Giants, ugly losses, but they didn't want to punish the readers by showing a picture on the cover of the Jets or the Giants. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's exactly what's going on in New York with both of those trash football teams. So the Chargers pick up a win next week against the Giants. They'll improve to 8-5. and five, And then setting up the matchup with the Chiefs for first place in the division. If they win that game against the Chiefs, they will be in control of the AFC West. So if you're a believer in the Chargers... And at plus 190, you like those odds, they are in control with a win over the Chiefs coming up. Not next week, the following week. In the NFC, Cowboys, we know they won on Thursday. Both Washington and Philly picked up wins on Sunday. Washington was the team that I talked about all week. Because up on DraftKings Sportsbook, They were plus 1,200 to win the division coming coming into this week. And if you look at their schedule, they still play Dallas twice. If Washington wins out, they win the division. If Washington wins out, they win the division. Nothing else has to happen. They control the NFC East. And a win against the Raiders on a tough West Coast trip. They get the win, come from behind fashion. Taylor Haneke's still playing well. That sets things up for next week, the first of two meetings between Washington and Dallas. And the odds right now, Washington plus 750. If they beat the Cowboys at home next week, those odds will drop significantly. Because then it's even closer and there'll be one game back with a game at hand against them and a tiebreaker already and the potential if the Cowboys drop another game, like another Cowboys play the Cardinals. So it's gonna get really interesting in the NFC East if Washington upsets the Cowboys next week. Packers didn't play, but it didn't matter. They actually improved their chances Minnesota losing to Detroit was just uh, a crusher to Minnesota. Although they're not completely out of it in the NFC, they're they're the nine seed right now. Philadelphia is the 8th seed at six and seven, and then San Francisco is the current seventh seed at six and six. So Minnesota at five and seven, not completely out of the playoff picture in the NFC. But Packers, that's their division. And the Packers have a good chance to get home field if the Cardinals suffer a hiccup. And I know I'm jumping over the Bucs, but Bucks win. Congratulations, Tom Brady, MVP. We'll get to that. The Cardinals win again. Kyler Murray comes back. He does Kyler Murray things. They're now 10-2. They play the Rams next week. If the Rams win that game, The Green Bay Packers are in control of the NFC because they have the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. If the Packers and Cardinals finish with the same record, Green Bay will be your number one overall seed and the playoffs will go through Lambeau Field. Next week's game is the most important game of the season in the NFC playoff race for now. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow along on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. We'll take a look at what the spreads are for next week's NFL action coming up next, right here on The Look Ahead on DCN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
4: This is The Look Ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. The v Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on all 41 bowl games, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you are betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Scott Sidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN the sports betting network. I hate the fact that the playoffs are on New Year's Eve this year. No, Not because I'm going to be out partying, because I, I, I just despise the fact that there are bowl games after the playoff games. Like, in my opinion, the playoff games should be the last bowl games. The only people that are going to be watching Kansas State LSU on Tuesday, the 4th of January, are those that are betting on the game, which is great. That's us. We'll probably bet on it. But it does nothing for the college football landscape. Should be after the bowl games. December 31st, no. Should be on New Year's Day. New Year's Day, great. We got the Fiesta Bowl. You know, the Rose Bowl, of course, will be the granddaddy of them all. And then the Sugar Bowl at night. So it's going to be a fun day. But I wish it had the playoffs. It's okay. We'll get it back next year on uh, regular New Year's Day. Let's take a look at what's going down in the NFL for week 14, which will kick off on Thursday night football with the Steelers at the Vikings. Minnesota opening up. They are a a three-and-a-half-point favorite over the Steelers. And based on what you saw this week, Don't you think that number is going to drop? Steelers coming off a win against the Ravens. Meanwhile, Minnesota just lost to the Lions. But is this a bounce back spot for Minnesota coming off that loss against the Lions? They still are in contention for the postseason. And is this a fade spot for the Steelers coming off the big emotional win against the Baltimore Ravens? Speaking of those Ravens, on Sunday they are at the Cleveland Browns. And actually, Cleveland is a slight favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorites, the Browns. And I'll be honest, Ravens are 8-4, and four, but hasn't exactly looked that great uh, as of late. Uh, the 20-19 to 19 loss against the Steelers, the barely winning against the Browns, 16-10, barely winning against the Bears, 16-13, losing to the Dolphins, 20-10. to 10. I mean, where did this offense go? What's going on with the Ravens' offense? And should they have won this game? Probably not. They didn't, couldn't stop the Steelers in the fourth quarter. And Lamar, just a bad throw on that two-point conversion. He was rushed. Yes, there was a defender in his face. But, you know, Mark Andrews is wide open. Anyway, Browns, one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Ravens. What a weird situation for the Browns, who played the Ravens, then had the bye week, now will play the Ravens again. The Jaguars are at the Titans. Tennessee is a 10.5-point favorite. The Jags are just, you know, going nowhere fast. Uh, Elsewhere, we have the Raiders at the Chiefs. Now, Kansas City, I don't know what to think about them because they're also a team. Mahomes says they're finding their way. And, yeah, they're winning these football games, but they're not looking like the old Kansas City Chiefs. And, okay, Maybe it's because they're not the old Kansas City Chiefs. I think that what's uh, really interesting is the way that they have played defensively, and a lot of it could be, you know, the the acquisition of Melvin Ingram, the return of Chris Jones from injury. But defensively, over the past several weeks, the Kansas City Chiefs have gotten the job done. Right, nine points allowed against the Broncos. Nine points allowed against the Cowboys, fourteen against the Raiders, seven against the Packers, seventeen against the Bad Giants. But this has been an impressive little run here for the Kansas City Chiefs defensively. Something to keep an eye on, as uh, you know, maybe um, maybe the Chiefs are an under team. Although you know, listen, we saw the last saw what happened the last time they played the Raiders. Mahomes the had a monster day. It was a high-scoring affair. I would expect that total to be high. No line yet on that game. The Saints are at the Jets. New Orleans laying six points on the road. Do we trust the Taysom Hill experience going on the road against the Jets? Or could the Jets be live home dogs in this one? The big matchup between the Cowboys and Washington. Dallas laying five points on the road in D.C. I, 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 at first glance want to take the uh, Washington football team. However, if Logan Logan Thomas is done, right? I mean, he uh, he's going to undergo more tests on Monday, but the team fears that he has suffered, uh, you know, torn ACL, MCL, all that stuff. And if they don't have him, you know, he's a huge... Huge part of their offense, top red zone target. He is um, one of the most uh, or their most productive tight end past couple of seasons. He leads all tight ends with 144 yards in the red zone over the past two seasons. And that is even with him missing six games with a hamstring injury. So Logan Thomas out, it would be a, a huge blow to them. And uh, maybe a big hit to anybody that, like myself, that wants to take the points with them next week. Uh, Let's take a look at the Falcons or at the Panthers. Panthers are a three-point favorite. No McCaffrey anymore for them. Uh, The Seahawks, seven-and-a-half-point favorites at the Texans. Big win for Seattle, Um, you know, beating the 49ers, which they always seem to do, right? And now they have to go on the road to face the Texans who are – Trying to figure out their quarterback situation. I guess it's still going to be uh, Tyrod Taylor, but we'll wait and see on that. The Lions, fresh off their first win of the season, go on the road to take on the Denver Broncos. You got the Broncos coming off this loss on Sunday night to the Chiefs. And the Lions off their first win. They Let, let me tell you something. They might still be partying by the time kickoff comes next Sunday from this first win. That locker room celebration was like they won the Super Bowl, which is good for them. Their last win came in week 13 last year. They went pretty much a calendar year without winning a football game. It's amazing. Congratulations to the Lions. No line out just yet on that game. The Giants are at the Chargers. Chargers a heavy favorite, 10 Giants have been good on the road, but this is a terrible spot for them. Uh, The 49ers are at the Bengals. Bengals are laying one point at home against San Francisco. I've never been a backer of the 49ers. I just don't trust them. I didn't buy into them when everybody was kind of jumping on them. Their, their bandwagon the past couple of weeks, I never did. That's why I had Seattle plus the three today, so I'm happy about that. I'll probably take the Bengals at home against the 49ers. The Bills are on the road at the Buccaneers, and right now the Bucks are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Tampa has been rolling, but... Let's see what happens with the Bills on Monday Night Football against the Patriots. A Bills loss, and it's almost like desperation mode for them, right? A Bills win, it's a little different going into Tampa Bay. So wait and see approach on that one. And then Sunday night, the Bears are uh, at the Packers. Packers are 13-point favorites at home. And then for the second week in a row, we have an incredible Monday night game. Monday night football to wrap up week 13 is going to be obviously the Patriots and the Bills. Monday night football to wrap up week 14, the Rams at the Cardinals. Cardinals currently a field goal favorite over the Rams. Rams looked good, but it was against the Jaguars. Cardinals look great. Again, I mean, Kyler Murray comes back, and what do you have, two rushing touchdowns? And... Two passing touchdowns? Is that what he had? Four four total touchdowns in this one? No, he had yeah, two and two. He didn't throw for a lot of yards. He didn't have to. But the two rushing touchdowns, two passing touchdowns. DeAndre Hopkins was back. He obviously caught one of those touchdowns. And this Cardinals team, it all comes down to, you know, next Monday night, this game. If they win this game, the division is theirs. If they lose this game, I still think the division is theirs. But they're one game away from falling into a tie. You don't want that to happen. And if they lose this game, then they lose out control over the number one seed in the NFC to the Green Bay Packers. So, in a very important game next Monday night. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You can follow on Twitter at Scott's on Coming up next, we'll get the perspective from the book as Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Casino will join me coming up next. This is The Look Ahead. You can follow us all on Twitter at vsinlive Head to vcin.com to find out all the ways you can watch and listen to us here. We'll go over the lines for next week. We'll recap some of the games here for this week, talk a little bit about the college football playoff as well. Dwayne will join me next right here on vcin, the sports betting network. This is the look ahead on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on vsin.com for you to keep up with key NFL props. Head to vsin.com to get current odds as well as the movement each week to follow the trends and to find the best value. Track the odds for MVP Head Coach, Rookie of the Year, and more. Check out the prop tracker, betting splits, key trends, and matchup data for every game now at vsincom slash NFL. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead on v the Sports Betting Network. Let's get the perspective from the book now as we head out to the Rampart Race and Sportsbook and welcome in our buddy, Dwayne Colucci. Dwayne, how did everything go here today on this Week
0: 13
3: Sunday? If I'll be honest with you, Scott. You know, it wasn't all one way like it was in the previous weeks for us uh, as bookmakers at the Rampart and South Point. You know, there were some tough outcomes And definitely some tough decisions that we were on the wrong side of. But, uh, you know, overall, the handle was amazing for the weekend. It was just uh, good to see all the crowd out still past the Thanksgiving holiday, you know, and definitely gambling their money, not just uh, spending it on Christmas presents and uh Holiday gifts. So the crowd and the handle was off the hook. But, uh you know, it basically, when I left, we were up just a small cannoli, to be honest with you. And the game was a four way loser. You're sitting going into the, you know, the night game, the evening game. There was a lot of Denver money. We opened that up at 10, and uh, it did get back down to eight, was the closing number at the Rampart and South Point. But when you have all parlays and teasers hooked up in such a great matchup, you're going to find your you know, the losing end, no matter what the decision was, but it was the most favorable outcome, I'll tell you that. Chiefs and under was probably uh, the best outcome and scenario for us at the Rampart.
4: How how was the Lions' result for you? Were there a lot of uh, any money line bets that got stung there? Did, did anybody have the Lions on the money line? Like, what was that like for you guys?
3: Yeah, you know, you got some good two-way. A lot of people felt that Minnesota could not lose the game. You're looking at 0-10-1, uh, the opponent. But you do have a few takers always on those big point spreads on the underdog as well, especially at home. So that was, a, a you know, a weird outcome for us. And we did sustain a little on that game, but it wasn't too serious. You know, that wasn't a more uh, enamoring matchup, let me say, Scott. The handle was so-so on that game. But you do have a lot of guys that were just, you know, laying big money on Minnesota on the money line. And the small money offsets that on the Detroit money line. So, Goff got the job done late. And again, Zimmer and that coaching staff, you know, you always, you, know, you look at this under the microscope and you shake your head how these guys are retaining their jobs. Kirk Cousins, you know, it's just the same regimented play for him. feeling mm. wasn't involved. You know, it's, it's amazing how Minnesota has so much talent, but they underachieve constantly. Very similar to the way I felt Denver played tonight. You know, you could just see that at times, Teddy Bridgewater seems like he's scared to get hit. And when you have that as your quarterback and team leader and he's not sacrificing out there, it becomes difficult no matter how much talent you have. And both of these now head coaches are definitely under the gun, especially Zimmer. A lot of people were calling for his job right after the game, losing to the Lions like that.
4: I wouldn't be surprised that he's gone at the end of the year, to be honest with you, Dwayne. Uh, What are we expecting uh, for Monday Night Football? Patriots and Bills. How's the ticket uh, percentage versus the handle been so far?
3: Oh, the handle's off the hook for this one. You know, we're getting great two-way action. A lot of New England backers, and you still have Buffalo, who definitely, when they play their A game, are one of the top teams in the AFC. So we're sitting at three at the Rampart and South Point. Not a lot of movement there. We opened it at three, but we're seeing a lot of hits on the under. The total has been back down. You know, uh, we opened that up, I believe, at 45, and now it's like 41, Scott. So that's a significant move when you're looking from a money aspect, moving four points. But the game and the sides, uh, this is going to be a fabulous handle game for us. A lot of excitement going into Buffalo on this Monday night. And I expect Buffalo to really be geared up for this game behind that home crowd. Because if they slip a little, Matt Jones and Belichick, they're going to make you pay. I mean, you see, and who would have thought that New England right now is the number one seed, I believe, in the AFC? And this is amazing, you know, just looking at this from all angles that you have a rookie quarterback, you gave up on Cam Newton, the running attack is fabulous, the defense is great, and Belichick's getting the most out of this team right now. But this is the true test. They play each other twice in the, uh, you know, remaining games. We're going to see how good New England really is because Buffalo at home is definitely going to be geared up.
4: Yeah, and Buffalo has Tampa next week, so if they lose this one... As this division is going to slip away from them uh, real fast, uh, especially if they drop one to Tampa next week. Uh, let me let me talk about college here for a second, Dwayne. Uh, how was the action on the championship games?
3: Uh, yeah, you know, we have the lines on those games, and we have 13-and-a-half. And uh, Georgia, I believe, is seven and a half. So, we're seeing some good handle right off the bat. Georgia, a seven and a half point favorite that's in the Orange Bowl against Michigan. You know, I think they got the seedings right. But like we discussed last week, Scott, I was so unimpressed by Georgia, how they came out so flat and unenthusiastic, basically. And you basically could have put this away. You put Alabama to rest. And now Alabama's riding high. You see Nick Saban. He was ecstatic. I mean, after that game, who wouldn't be? They played so well, and, you know, it was just, once again, him coming through, Young played fabulous, 421 yards, three touchdowns, whereas Bennett had the two interceptions, and, you know, before you know it, they're opening up a huge lead it was 24 to 17 at half shut them down in the third quarter and once again uh, an amazing testament to uh Saban and that team uh just fabulous alabama and we're going to see a lot of handle on them i anticipate now with them winning we saw some good action on them i'll tell you on saturday scott so a lot of people came out like i said you know brent was preaching <laughs> roll tide roll and they rolled and you know we had a lot of alabama bets as well as Georgia bets. But uh, that was a tough outcome. Georgia, you know, seven and a half against Michigan. We're going to see what kind of a game Harbaugh falls. He's now finally in the final four and in the top four. And Cincinnati, you know, there's no pressure, but they're playing now an Alabama team that just played their best game of the season. Not that Cincinnati didn't play fabulous on Saturday either. 13 and a half, I think we'll see that to get, uh, get to 14 and a half. Uh, even over the key number of 14, Scott. I think it's going to be a lot of Alabama money, especially late on that game. And I I figure a lot of Georgia money, too, because we know the SEC's reputation. But you know how Michigan is, too. They have a lot of fans, and the crowd does come out for them, and I expect that to be a good two-way action game.
4: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Michigan seems like a a very publicly bet team. And, uh, you know, with the number being over, the key number of seven. And we know like in in college football, the key numbers don't mean as much as they do in the NFL, but I would think that people are absolutely going to jump in on Michigan here, especially seeing Georgia show a little bit of a weakness against Alabama.
3: Right. And I'm even seeing Circa is, I mean, I'm not sure. I'm looking at the Don Best screen here at a nine. So they're going to get a lot of Michigan money at that number. But, you know, that's, I, I love that as bookmakers, you know, you're gambling, you're putting yourself out there and they do a fabulous job at Circa. So they want a decision. They want, uh, you know, the Michigan money. And I guess they want Georgia in this uh Game in this matchup because they're going to get bet down, definitely, you would anticipate. We're at seven and a half at the rampart in South Point. I think that's the right number, I'll be honest with you. You know, Georgia got the bad game out of the way now, and we know Harbaugh's reputation in these big games and in these big matchups. He finally, though, did get over the hump this year. So, you know, a lot of pressure on Bennett and the boys there. We're going to see how they roll out. I think Georgia wins that game, though. I got to be honest with you, Scott. I think they're you know, if they could replicate what they did earlier in the season, they're going to be really, really tough, even in a rematch against Alabama, which, you know, I, I'm sure that's what everybody's looking for. Everybody loves the SEC. They're enamored with it. I, I like an underdog. You know, I'd love to see. I would take Cincinnati with more than two touchdowns. Even two touchdowns, I would take a little chance. But, you know, uh, I wouldn't go crazy on it.
4: All right, Dwayne, uh, you cost me money last week. You told me to bet the Canadians, and they lost. Uh, I need a hockey winner from Monday. I'm looking right now, and I think I'm going to take the Canucks, who just beat the Canadians last Monday, at home against the Kings. They're laying a short number, minus 135.
3: Yeah, and definitely, you know, the Kings have been playing a lot of games, if you notice that, and Jonathan Quick has been fabulous as of late. Uh, when I'm seeing, what, 125s at some places around town. Uh, we didn't put our number up yet, or hanging on that. Uh, definitely, Vancouver—they have to turn the corner. They have a lot of talent on that roster, and they're underachieving this whole year, Scott. So I could see your point there. Uh, Pitt is 140. In Seattle, you know, Seattle definitely plays a little better hockey. I, I believe this year on the road, <laughs> mm-hmm. So They had some nice games on the road. We're going to see that game. Uh, I kind of like Pittsburgh there a little. And uh, Washington, big numbers. You know, you see Dallas playing Arizona. Arizona is just horrible. You would have to lay the puck line there in Dallas if you're entertaining betting that game. I mean, the, the Knights just blew them out the other night. Six goals and uh, let's give credit to the home team tonight they played fabulous against calgary starting to get healthy now scott watch the golden knights and yeah. jack michael's gonna be he was back. cleared that's he right was he, was
4: cleared. Cleared. he was cleared
3: dwayne oh so, i mean it's gonna be <laughs> fabulous if leonard could keep it together and brossois backs him up very uh you know solidly uh, they have a great team you saw wah came back tonight he scored uh carlson is back Patches
4: back. Well, we're going to oh, see. Nice. We're oh. going to see if they hit their stride for sure, Dwayne. I always appreciate Definitely. the time and the conversation. You're the best. I'll talk to you next week, brother.
3: Thanks, Scott. I always appreciate it.
4: There he is, Dwayne Colucci from the Rampart Race and Sportsbook. I'm Scott Seidenberg, right here on Visa.
1: Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
0: This is The
4: Look Ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is brought to you by Zinn Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, tip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zinn, America's number one nicotine pouch is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zyn. So head on over to zin.com find to locate a store near you. That's Z-Y-N.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I wanted to go over some of the profitable betting systems that we talk about on a weekly basis here on the program and see how they did this week. The first trend that we go over is the teams that did not cover last week versus the teams that did cover last week. How did those teams do here on week 13? Well, the Chargers won outright against the Cincinnati Bengals the Vikings did not cover and they did not win against the Detroit Lions. The Eagles covered against the Jets and the Steelers won outright against the Ravens. So betting on teams that did not cover versus teams that did cover last week went three and one here in week 13, bringing the season total to 47 24 and 1. How about short road dogs? Underdogs of seven points or fewer on the road. The Chargers won outright at the Bengals. The Giants did not cover against Miami. Washington won outright at the Raiders. And the Patriots have not played yet. So currently, 2 and 1 on the week with the Patriots pending, bringing the season total to 55 and 24. And the other trend that we were going over, windy unders. Unders in games in which the wind is at 10 or more miles per hour. The first game was the Bears at the Cardinals. And that was heavy wins, but it did not go under 33-22 the final as the Cardinals beat the Bears. The next game was, and the domes obviously don't count, so heavy wins in Detroit means nothing. Uh, the next game was the uh, Texans. Um, yeah, same thing. Roof doesn't matter. Um, so that, uh, that didn't factor in. The Chiefs. Game against the Broncos. 13 mile per hour wins. And yes, that under did hit, which brings the total. So they went one and one with one game pending. And we'll get to that game in just a second. 36 and 18 now on the season is the windy unders. And the one game that is pending is the Bills and Patriots, the forecast in Buffalo. Right now, and I'll try to get an updated one here. But the for, well, we'll have to look at Orchard Park. Let's go. Orchard Park weather. The updated forecast, if I can get it for you hourly here. As of three hours ago, there was a high wind warning. Now, this is what we're talking about when we talk about windy unders. But this is even further. This is why this total has completely dropped. Right now, the total in this game is at 41. The weather is calling for 20-mile-per-hour winds, windy and overcast. But the updated Orchard Park weather, the National Weather Service, has issued a high wind warning until 7 p.m. Eastern Monday night. Game obviously kicks off after that, but maybe the the wind keeps going past that 7 o'clock. But what the weather report says is winds 25 to 35 miles per hour with gusts up to 65 miles per hour expected tonight, that's Sunday night. Southwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour with gusts up to 55 miles per hour expected Monday afternoon and early evening. So that is the National Weather Service issuing a warning high wind for Erie County. So if we look at Orchard Park weather, and let's see if we can get an hourly forecast and see if they show us the wind here. For Monday night, if we go to 8 p.m., 26 mile per hour winds with 24% chance of precipitation, 36 degree temperature. By 9 p.m., 25 mile per hour winds, 35 degrees By 10 p.m., 34 degrees, 22 miles per hour winds. So, it's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. Both of these teams, certainly not strangers to the elements, right? Patriots play in these elements all the time. Bills play in these elements all the time. But passing might be difficult. Kicking might be difficult with these wind gusts. And so... I think the play is probably on the under. It's a low total, but with those wins, with this with with the weather expected to be the way it is, this might be a game where both teams keep the football on the ground. There's short passes, nothing too deep, no deep shots down the field. and with a game with this much on the line in division rivalry, Division for number one seed on the line, line potentially in the in the AFC, not just the division, not just the division first place, but right now the Pats are eight and four, and are really they're the one seed right now in the AFC, ahead of the Titans, ahead of the Ravens. And with the Bills with a the win, they would improve to eight and four. Pats would drop down to eight and five, and this is huge. This is a huge game. I would lean towards the under, just based on the weather report. The precipitation is not going to be there; not going to have snow. But the wind, the wind is going to affect. And that's any time you talk to somebody about weather affecting an under in a football game. It's not the rain; it's not the snow. We've seen snow games go be very high scoring, and you know a lot of the times some of those you know snow games and, and whatnot. Actually, benefit the offense because when the receivers are running routes, they know where they're going. The defenders are trying to react to them, so the receiver knows he's going ten yards and turning right. <laughs> you know, the defenders trying to react to them. That's the defenders can actually slip, and the receivers actually have a better time. Plus, nowadays they get the hot, they get the, the the bigger spikes and whatnot, then they'll be fine in the grass or the turf or whatever. But it's the wind, the wind that has the factor. Because like I said, the wind is going to affect the kicking game. Not great for me. I got Nick Folk on my fantasy team, and I'm down like eight points going into Monday Night Football. But the wind is going to affect the kickers. The wind is going to affect the passing game. Josh Allen with those deep shots down the field, probably not going to happen. It's probably going to be a game where Damian Harris is going to get a ton of carries. Ramondre Stevenson's is going to get a ton of carries for the Patriots. You can get Zach Moss, Devin Singletary with a bunch of carries for the Buffalo Bills. This game is trending under. Now, if the wind settles down and it winds up not being a factor, then this game absolutely could go over. But I have a feeling, based on what we're seeing with the current weather report for Orchard Park, that... This is going to be the type of game where the television broadcast is talking about the wind, showing the flags on top of the goalpost, and getting a sideline report, uh, trying to hold on to your hat and your scarf before they blow away. And it's going to be a windy, windy game there between the Bills and the Patriots, and that's why the under, to me, seems like the best play. I'm Scott Siedenberg. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air, ScottsOnAir. S C O T T S O N A I R. No, I'm not going to quit my job and become a meteorologist, even though the being the weatherman is like the only job that you can be wrong and there's no ramifications for it, right? Eh, the weather changed. Who knows? This is the look ahead here on V Sin the sports betting network.
1: 2025 QX 80 coming this summer
0: from football playoffs to basketball madness.